You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, let's talk harness racing. Chris Barsby on a well-earned break at the moment. Tim Edwards is joining us on this Tuesday. However, how are you, Tim? Yeah, good, thanks, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What's happening in South Australian harness racing at the moment? Yeah, look, Steve, it's, uh, I guess it's an exciting time to be involved in harness racing in South Australia at the moment. There's a lot going on here, and uh, over the last couple of Mondays, we've been talking about all the increases in, uh, in prize money and in driver's fees, and uh, the carnival's just around the corner in October. So... There's a fair bit going on. The, uh, the the numbers are certainly increasing here in South Australia, Steve. The uh, the stats we read out a couple of weeks ago uh, is telling us that. Uh, the field sizes are bigger. Uh, the turnover's increasing. Uh, so it's all a very positive time to be involved in South Australian harness racing. And this has sort of started to happen sort of, you know, early this year. Um, you could see the wheels were turning in the right direction. And... Uh, and we've been getting 10 race cards and, and nine race cards on Mondays and Saturdays. So the field numbers are up. And as I said, the turnover's up as well. And look, we were hoping to chat to Tony Pulicino this morning, Steve. Now, Tony uh, was out of the game for 10 years and just recently came back and joined his uh, mum and dad here in Adelaide uh, with their setup that they've got here at the moment. And, and Tony got his first winner a couple of weeks ago. Um, but unfortunately, Tony did let me know a short time ago that um, uh, his mum's had some health issues yesterday, so he's had to help out his mum and dad this morning. So we'll try and get Tony on the show uh, next Tuesday. But we have lined up Dean Elliott, who is the CEO of Harness Racing South Australia. We're just trying to get hold of yeah, him, I think, on the phone. he's with us phone. now. He is with us now. Great. Okay. Um, Dean, um, good morning to you. Welcome to Mobile Rolling on a Tuesday. Good morning, Tim. Good to be with you. Happy to be subbed in at, at the last minute. Yes, yes, you're always happy to do that. Uh, Dean, I know you're uh, always kind enough to give us uh, your time here on Mobile Rolling. I was just chatting to Steve about the uh, the positivity about harness racing in South Australia at the moment. And uh, unusually, we're on a Tuesday today talking about South Australian harness racing. But I thought it was an ideal time. I was going to get you on next Tuesday, but we're, we're less than basically a month away from the heats of the SA Pacing Cup. So there's a lot happening. And um, I guess the first thing I want to touch on be, with you this morning is there was an announcement made last week in regards to regional racing allowances. Now, we, we briefly touched on the show yesterday about this, but you can probably elaborate a little bit more about this announcement that was made the other day. And this will be a great incentive for trainers to support the regional meetings. Yeah, that's right, Tim. So we undertook quite a bit of consultation with our participants and, and obviously the regional centres and uh, with prize money increases recently um, that are mainly focused on Globe Derby meetings from July onwards, we, we wanted to be able to reward our regional centres as well and um, after throwing around a few ideas, we thought that would best be served in the way of a regional racing allowance. So mm. we're going to conduct a three-month trial with an aim to grow and develop it further um, commencing October. So the last three months of the year and the season, we'll see um, a $50 a allowance per starter for every horse mm. that runs at every meeting at Port Pirie, at Mount Gambier, and also for that Christmas meeting at Victor Harbour that's really popular too. Mm. So uh, the aim is to increase volume um, across the meeting. Um, some of those meetings have only sort of just held up uh, last season 
and you know understandably so so rather than putting some focus and attention into one or two races we thought well let's reward everyone for traveling that extra distance and mm. given rising costs in in fuel and insurance and just for trainers in general we thought well this could be a, a great little way to acknowledge and reward and mm. there'll be no cap on that there's no limitations so anyone that wants to throw a couple of extra horses on the float um will be rewarded and it won't be a bad little day out and and look additionally tim with everything that's happening at the moment prize money wise locally and interstate um for example somewhere like mount gambia it should Mm. seem really attractive given that they're pretty much on parity now with um regional uh, regional victorian racing um, Mm. as of october the first and with Mm. this extra little kick along hopefully it can really bolster up the Mount Gambia meetings with some cross-border participation um, because really we do rely on Victorian participation to get these meetings up, as do a lot of the Western Districts Victorians rely on Mount Gambia and the South East mm. to get uh, some of their meetings going. So it's, mm. it's a two-way street there. And, and in terms of Piri, um, for those that have got horses suitable for making the trip up the highway, there'll be uh, you know some level of compensation there. And as I said, I, I would hope that um, it's well received and we can grow and develop it even further into 2024. Yeah, it's it's a great idea. And as you said, Mount Gambia get get underway on the 10th of November, which is a, a Friday night meeting. So we want all the uh, you know the South Australians to support it, but also all the uh, the Western Victorian uh, trainers as well that are in that area. So. Um, great initiative there, three-month trial, their first meeting on Friday the 10th of November. Now, Port Puri, you mentioned them. Their first meeting back's coming around really fast. It's uh, the Kadena Cup meeting, which is going to be big. It's a Saturday night, the 7th of October. Now, what are we planning, a nine-race card minimum up there on the, on the Saturday night, Dean? Yeah, more the merrier. I, I, I'm really excited for that. And I got some texts through from committee members yesterday with their renovated track. They've um, mm. they, they've been renovating the track in the off-season, which is fantastic to see. And I believe they'll be conducting a couple of sets of runarounds and trials before then as well. And uh, our team will get up and, and just take a look at the track and see how it's coming along there as well, leading up to the Kadena Cup meeting on the 7th of October. That will be one of three meetings throughout October and then they've got two in November and two in December including a feature meeting uh, their Christmas meeting on December 17th which will include the SA Sires Classic and mm. a four-year-old plus feature so plenty happening at Port Piri. Uh they did receive funding recently from the local council to assist in that track renovation um, mm. there's been a lot of hard work put into that and and I know they can't wait to, to get the season going and, and hopefully um, although it's certainly far from a life-changing amount, this um, hmm. this uh, allowance, uh, hopefully it's something that can grow in time and, and, and in the short term it will be a, a good level of compensation for some of these increase in, in, in costs. And I guess with that, Tim, it's really important hmm. to acknowledge how crucial our training ranks are. Um, obviously, each... Uh, each silo and each segment of our industry is really is, is critical and mm. there's no one more important than the other. What I would say about trainers, though, is that there's no better indicator on the health of an industry than when trainers have got full boxes and confident owners. Uh, everything really stems through from from them. So we need to be able to acknowledge that and really support them as much as we can. This mm. is one of 
many strategic visions that we've got, uh, and and it and it sort of fits in well with the increase in prize money that obviously owners are enjoying the majority of that. Trainers a little bit, as we know, trainers are owners as well, and then the increase mm. in driver fees as well. So, you know, trainers, owners, uh, drivers, um, in addition to some extra breeding incentives that we've got on the cards in relation to Southern Cross next year as well to to um, acknowledge breeders as well. So putting all those things into the mix and making sure they can work harmoniously and sustainably mm. is the name of the game, and that's just one more one more cog in the wheel. That Kadena Cup meeting, Dean, that's, uh, I believe there's a, a race up there that night too that uh, if you win, you're into the SA Pacing Cup. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So that'll be the Kadena Pacing Cup and the Kadena Trotters Cup mm-hmm. uh, on, on the 7th. So that will be uh, three weeks out from the final and two mm-hmm. weeks out from the heat. So the, the winner of each of those respective races have got a win and you're in ticket. They'd be, mm-hmm. They're more than welcome to, to have a go around in the heat or another race before then. Um, mm. But they, their position is secure, as is, and we've got the first one of them actually this Saturday uh, at Globe Derby at the, mm. with the minor derby uh, mm. for the Pacers and the Grimmel Trotters Cup as well. So the, the horses that win those respective races will go. Will have a ticket into the SA Cup on Saturday, the 28th of October. Now, at the moment, I think as it stands, I just got a text five minutes ago from from David Thu and our racing operations manager. Mm. I think we've got 15 nominations for the minor derby and 11 for the Grimmel. So, okay. yeah, some, some really good numbers um, uh, so far, which is, uh, which, is, which is great to see and definitely on trend with um, recent growth that we've had. Mm. Yeah, that's great news. And, of course, the carnival, we've got the heats on the Friday night this year on, on the 20th of October at Globe Derby for the, the SA Pacing Cup and the Trotters Cup. And then, of course, the final will be on the following Saturday, the 28th of October. And I see that uh, Glow Derby posted something yesterday too, Dean. Um, great opportunity for the families to get out there because they're doing a Halloween theme on that night as well. So uh, there's prizes there for the kids that dress up as uh, in their Halloween outfits and um, there'll be all different types of food vans on course as well. Yeah, that's right. There's a bit of planning going into it. We'll have definitely uh, quite a number of um, food van options. We'll have, our, uh, we'll have our function up in the committee room, the pacing um, the Paceway restaurant will be open, of course, and a lot of family-friendly action too. Free entry, a bit of a Halloween theme as well for some mm. of the kids and, and plenty more entertainment. So uh, keep an eye over the next week or two for, for some more information there. Yeah. Now, um, a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, some talk around the place, Dean, and we probably wanted to clear this up. Um, there were some rumours going around that, you know, Globe Derby was potentially going to be shut for uh, some renovations and some track redevelopments, etc. Um, there were some dates floating around the 1st of October. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, so I guess first question to you is um, you can basically uh, stand here today, Dean, saying that the track uh, won't be shutting on the 1st of October. But um, I guess what's the plan for Globe Derby? We all understand that the track does need a refurbishment. Um, is that going to happen this year or is that something sort of 2024 next year that that will happen? Uh, yeah, sure. We, we love a rumour in our industry, don't we? I've, I've we do. I haven't quite seen mm. anything like it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we are all uh, hyper-aware that the the track needs renovation um, and it's well past due for that. 
Mm. Um, we know that the Globe Derby training track also needs to be re- relocated. So, um, you know, HRSA uh, with the SAHRC and other key stakeholders are working on a solution here. Um, that uh, started quite a while ago. Uh, we had a, a pivotal meeting several weeks ago. We're just w- awaiting some uh, design and layout uh, reporting there, which we're very, very close to. We know in our minds where we all see it heading, and we're just mm. waiting for that report to arrive. And then, in terms of the financial element to the solution, you know, paying for it, that's mm. a work in progress, and we've got some ideas around that uh, and, and, and timelines as well. So, uh, look, this it, it won't happen in 2023, but you know, there's a chance. It could happen in 2024 and, and sooner the better because you want to do it in the warmer weather. You mm. want to do it away from the feature races and, you know, any kind of renovation, so to speak, would be sort of a, a 16 to 20 week process. So, you know, we need a solution for where to race during that time as well, which is mm. uh, quite obvious what we would do on that front. Uh, so I think that would be you know a big celebration if we could hit that. There's still a number of factors, there's still a number of elements in this process to go. So I sort of don't want to speak out of school mm. or why there's negotiations in progress. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we're looking at heading, and you know what what needs to be done to that track. The the the, the base needs to come out. There needs to be a new base, a new surface, a recamber to around 13 to 14 degrees. Um, some new fencing, which can allow for billboards and any mm. additional um, sponsorships, and that would sort of be phase one. Uh, you know, in parallel to that, there's a solution for the training track, which is really exciting, I believe. Mm. It's not my place to say, given this is the the club's uh, yep. this is the club's facility, but I've seen the proposal. I've been involved in in, in working on it, and it's it's a, I think it's a really good one. Uh, and all of that will come out in due course. But in terms of any any other rumours associated mm. with that um, that are besides what I've just mentioned are, are unfounded and incorrect. So mm. that's where we're heading towards. And I, I think it's quite exciting if we could get there um, mm. because we, we all know how important it is to have good, safe racing conditions, conducive um, uh, for welfare and, and everything. We're all hyper aware of that. And... Um, in terms of financially, it would work wonders for the industry being able to uh, race on, on, a, on a more modern track that's more mm. conducive to more racing, better racing, and, the, and with less injuries and less attrition rates and less costs for owners and trainers. It, yeah. It's all very quite obvious. So really looking forward to hopefully moving forward on that one. Yeah, I'm guessing, Dean, something like that, it's not an easy job. So it's it's probably going to be a three- to four-month uh, sort of uh, job in itself to get that track right. I guess we're lucky here in South Australia. We've got this beautiful big track at Gawler um, that only gets used a few times a year that, you know, would be a massive uh, benefit for those Monday meetings along with Kapunda and Victor Harbour. But I guess we're lucky also we've got Port Puri, which is uh, under lights and um, it's a big spacious track and it's it's two hours down the road for most of the trainers. So I guess whilst Globe Derby, we want to race there all the time, uh, we're, we're very fortunate here in South Australia that we do have those other tracks and Victor Harbour as well, which is, is a wonderful spot to go to. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head uh, there. Port Puri is the track with with lights. Um, so it's a, you know, it's a natural selection for... 
you know, the the primary backup for Saturday night racing, and mm. and Gawler is right in the middle of our of our horse population, our two big horse population areas being, you know, Globe Derby and Surrounds and, and Gawler and Surrounds, which sort of pretty much tie in together through that belt. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. And Victor Harbour is such a picturesque and probably underutilised resource in our industry. Mm. Um, um, but, you know, given its geography and location, um, somewhat problematic, albeit if you look at other states and how, how far... You know, participants will travel. It's definitely, you know, being inside an hour and an hour and a half for, for the majority of us. That, you know, hopefully the Christmas meeting can be um, really well patronaged, and especially with that regional racing allowance as well. And and you know, there's a couple of other little plans for Victor Harbour into the future as well. Aside, well aside from this, but mm. that's probably getting ahead of ourselves too. So, um, uh, yeah, it's definitely a case of you know thinking national and acting local and. And understanding, um, you know, the primary levers in, in South Australia, and 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 if we were to um, uh, stop racing at Globe Derby for a short period of time, you know, the best way to yeah. uh, to continue racing, and I think we've got plenty of resources there to be able to do that. Yeah, well, that's that's the track the information we wanted to discuss there, Dean. Just to be uh, before we wrap up today, some other highlighted, I guess, information in the last few weeks that have been some really exciting things happening. Casey Carey, of course, a young trainer, uh, grabbed a double uh, recently on the same day. Real big thrill for her. Um, Corey Johnson drove his two hundredth winner the other day. We've got Tony Pulicino, who's been out of the sulky for ten years, who's come back and driven his first winner for for. Um, uh, for Mario Borgen, of, of course, that horse is going well, Soho Tsunami. So every time you go to the track, there's something new that's happening at the moment. There's some good news, some positivity happening everywhere. And, and the Premiership itself, Dean, at the moment, is a real good race because we know Danny Hill's on the sidelines. Wayne Hill's in front at the moment, but Ryan Rohorik's chipping away at that, uh, that margin. And as we come into October, we've got three months to go. And I think this is going to go down to the wire. Yeah, the uh, the Premiership race is always a, a really interesting one, isn't it? And uh, and well, you mentioned Danny Hill, and you know Danny's you know really hit the ground running with her new role as Welfare and Pathways Manager as well, mm. um, which is fantastic to see. We're out of the races yesterday, and we're working on a few projects, which we'll have more information on soon. And, yeah, the Drivers Premiership, you know, um, Ryan is really uh, he's got his sights set on Wayne, who I think is about six ahead of him roughly at the moment. Yeah. And, and Aaron Bain, who had a stranglehold on the premiership only weeks ago, um, that man again, Ryan Rohorik, mm. is within about six wins of him too. So, with uh, with three just over three months of the season to go, there's going to be some some really close finishes there. Even with the the, the young drivers' awards there, Sam Pasco and, and Corey Johnson, that mm. could, could turn into a good little battle there. And as you said, all the great news. Um, you know, there's new horses running in our state just almost every meeting and, and, and making their mark as well. And and as you said, some, some great young people and some renewed some renewed energy as well from, from names of past also mm. which um which is fantastic to see. So it all it all comes down to growth and confidence and um and, and, and moving forward together with, with unity. So mm. uh that's uh you know, there's no greater indicator than what's happening on the racetrack and as you said there's great stories happening um, nearly on a per meeting basis. Yeah, there certainly is, and of course, um, some of the the good horses at the moment that are heading towards the SA Pacing Cup. You can well, Hanging Fire had a, a super win on the weekend, and 
he'll be one that I, no doubt will be heading towards potentially an SA Pacing Cup. But, gee, we had some sad news, Dean, um, in the last 24 hours. You might be able to elaborate mm. more on this in regards to one of our, well, best horses here in the state, I think, in the last three months has really stepped up. Yeah, that's right. It was really sad to learn um, that on Friday, uh, Shazam, um, mm. uh, passed away. Unfortunately, he had to be put down after a, a really innocuous incident, just um, doing a couple of laps jogging on, yeah. on Friday, and uh, shattered his pastern. Um, wow! Unfortunately, it was shattered in a diagonal fashion, which um, it's very, very hard to do much for them in that situation. And you know, having spoken with Jeremy Seal, his trainer, mm. Jeremy's quite shattered, and I know mm. the team at Buckland Park, who uh, in the ownership, who really love their horses uh, um yeah we're devastated to to hear the news as well and he was a horse who uh uh might not have been the most trustworthy conveyance last mm. season but this year jeremy yeah. really turned him around i uh, was mm. one of sam pasco's favorites to drive he'd won his mm. last five starts and he just dipped his toe into the fast class ranks and defeated some of those names that you just yeah. mentioned the hanging fires and spy majors premonitions of the world and um and yeah for this to happen on the sort of the doorstep of these winning year in races for the sa cup it's um well any time for this to happen is obviously devastating Mm. and and in terms of where his preparation was heading it was um yeah really sad news for a a loss of a horse of his talent yeah yeah uh, very it's very sad news um and condolences go there to uh, to jeremy and the team with uh, shazam he was that sort of horse that had a bit of x factor about him and uh he was coming through the ranks very nicely and, and as I said, the last five wins he'd had, every one of them was really exciting and uh, that must just be shattering news for uh, for the connections of Shazam. So that's terrible yeah. news that we learnt in the last 24 hours. So let's hope, um, you know, let's uh, our thoughts are with the SEAL team anyway, Dean. That's right. And, you know, it, 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 yeah, our thoughts are with the SEAL team and Buckland Park and, and all the connections mm-hmm. there. Um, it's, it's news we never like hearing of course he was a he was a horse that improved his winning mile rate mm. by about roughly two seconds this season and you know speed and fatigue is what causes injuries and unfortunately that mm. means that you know it's more often than not the better horses do get injured because of that uh because of yeah. that fact and um uh who who knows there might be a worthy um although he's irreplaceable there might be mm. a a worthy recipient of his box um uh in mm. in terms of uh i think jeremy and and dave batty are working on a a replacement there in terms of mm. uh some sa cup hopefuls so okay um stay tuned for more news there all right well we'll touch base as we get closer towards the sa pacing cup dean thanks for jumping on the show today and uh giving us all the information there about the track redevelopments and uh, the regional racing allowances and uh, and everything else that you've come on the show with today dean we really appreciate your time and Uh, We look forward to a big night on Saturday night at Globe Derby. Perfect. Thanks, Tim, and keep up the great calling.